Are you a professional woman who wants to create passive income streams and financial freedom through real estate investing? Join us here on Real Estate Investor Goddesses, hosted by Monique Holm. Listen to women who are rocking it in real estate investments as they share their stories of success, failures, and best advice in real estate investing. Start creating real wealth through real estate. Tune in today. Here's your host, real estate investor, syndicator, and developer, Monique Holm. Investor Goddesses podcast. I am your host, Monique Hom. On this show, I interview amazing, badass women real estate investors, women that are crushing it in the real estate investing space. And I am super excited to have with me today Dina Buchanan. She's the director of investor relations at the PCRP Group, the all woman owned firm that provides direct access to, to tax advantage, passive income, commercial real estate as opportunities. So she's a she's a syndicator. She's been investing in both residential and commercial properties in the US and internationally for over 19 years and has acquired or been responsible for overseeing approximately $200 million of assets under management. She's also been an incredible trainer, led, inspired tens of thousands of people in real estate investing and personal development over the last 15 years. And she was named Speaker of the Year by the Whitney Education Group. Before we hit record, we were talking a little bit about being and what it's like to be in the only woman at the table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely experience for and, sure. Yeah, yeah, and, it's and, it's so. been great, and and thanks so much for having me on, Wendy. It's such, a, a, such an honor and a pleasure to be here. So excited to have these great conversations about what we're about being, you know, empowering ourselves and taking it to the next level for everybody, whatever that looks like. Being the only woman at the table, that's always interesting, right? I kind of felt like I've made it my superpower. A lot of people will look at it and you can look at it either way, negative or positive. I mean, the situation is what it is. And, and when we want to invoke change and be an instrument for that change, change, I think it's about being that powerful, right? And, and empowering others around you male and female to be at their very best and be powerful too. So I think it's really been a blessing because I've learned so much and I've been able to make changes in my own world and my own business and help me grow as well as help others along the way as well. Hey goddess, have you been sitting on the sidelines and you're now ready to get started investing in real estate? If so, join me for my free online training, How to Get Started in Real Estate Investing as a Busy Professional Woman. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash W-R-E-I-G to register for our complimentary training and to learn how to get investing in real estate like a goddess today. See you there. I feel like being a woman in this business has been a blessing for me as well. Because as you're, I think that a lot of people who are don't look like us are in, yeah. <laughs> in this game. And when they yeah. are, I feel like a unicorn when I'm in a lot of these rooms because I was like, right. I'm like, no, a woman, a woman of color. And that's good because otherwise everyone's yeah. like, it's like, where's Waldo? I'm not Waldo. I right. now, I'm memorable. And that has served me 
Yes. And also I think being a woman in general, when you can, like you really can own your femininity is super. Yeah. I think that's really powerful. And think about Dr. Seuss. Why are you trying so hard to fit in when you're meant to stand out (laughs) and unicorns stand out? And that's a good thing, especially in real estate. You know, it's a great business. And I've always often told many, many students that no matter who you are, where, where you come from, what your education level is per se, you can make it happen if you want to in this business. Like there's a lot of different things. There's a lot of opportunity. Doesn't mean you don't have to work hard. We both know, you know, you definitely got to put it all in, but really anybody can do it if they chose to do it and learn what they needed to learn and work hard at it. I think you can make it happen. Absolutely. I love to start at the beginning. Okay. We know it's not typical for women to get into this game, although I am doing my darndest to change that. But how did you get started in real estate investing? So my husband and I wanted to start our family. And we always joke because we got married like in our mid thirties. So we wanted to start a family. It was like, okay, great. Get married. If we want to start a family, it's like now or not. <laughs> like we started at that, at that time where it was like, all right. And we thought we both had really good high paying jobs. We both educated ourselves. We both came from families that were very hardworking, loving families, but did not have any means to help us get those, the type of education we got. So we both worked got our own degrees and advanced degrees and paid for them, which was great. You know, we definitely earned them and appreciated them. And they led us to some really great jobs at the time or what we thought were great jobs, but we didn't have to be mathematicians to figure out, well, Hey, if one of us, me stays home with the kids, that literally cuts our income in half. And we had it on good authority that kids were expensive. And that was true. (laughs) So it just didn't seem like a good idea to like increase your expenses and decrease your income. We were looking on, well, what could we do? We looked at franchises. We looked at different businesses. I knew that I wanted to own a business. I've always known that my parents owned businesses. My dad was a chef. So we owned a restaurant and they worked very hard in the business, but that's kind of what I grew up with. So I, it's what I thought I would always do. And so I wanted a business. My husband did too. We just didn't know what, but everything that we studied all came back to like, well, how did they get the building? How did they get the land? And we found ourselves just fascinated with real estate and we went and got educated. We got a coach and a mentor. We paid for those people in our lives and the education and best decision ever because it really helped us springboard into our first property. And we did residential real estate buy, fix and flip, buy, fix and rent for a couple of years, came across our first opportunity with an apartment building, did that deal. And it was almost like we got bit by the magic of commercial mm-hmm. and how powerful commercial could be from a cash flow perspective, because we were really looking for cash flow. Because even if you made what we realized is you can make a big lump of cash rather quickly when you think about it from a flip. I mean, you know, real estate definitely can do that. However, if the money can't make more money, then right. It's going to run out at some point. So your money making money. Yeah, exactly. You get it. And we really love that about commercial. And that's kind of what got us going into the commercial realm and doing a land development deal, doing another apartment community up into the point where my business partner and I, Lori Santorelli, created PCRP Group because we started doing 
individually, her and her husband and myself and my husband, Eric started doing and investing in syndications. And we thought, well, hey, there were things that we wanted to see in these syndications that we weren't seeing. And we started to do our own and we thought, well, hey, well, what if we did this as a business and offered this type of investment to other people that want the same opportunities that we do? Um, And a lot of that had to do with how are you analyzing your deals and how are you incorporating for climate change and climate, you know, resilient markets and what, how does that, how does that affect the numbers and the investment? So we started to do that and that's how that business uh, was birthed, but it all really started with residential. Awesome. I want to hear a little bit more about these, the climate resilient markets. So, you know, I often talk about, and I definitely teach like what the top three rules of real estate, one location, two location, three yeah. location. <laughs> right. It's, exactly. It's incredibly important. And totally. but what uh, you're the first person I've heard speak so much about, or put that to the forefront, the climate. Tell me about that. What does that mean to you to a climate resilient market? And what are you looking for? So whenever we're looking, I mean, it's no secret that we are experiencing a lot of climate change. And it's probably the great debate of our time as to what causes it. And we're really not here to talk about that. But the fact is, it's fact. And if we look at an investment, we're going to do a $70 million investment project in a city, and we're going to be coastal, we would be really remiss not looking at weather patterns and the fact that, hey, a hurricane could hit, tornadoes, major storms. And what happens to the investment and the investors that have money in that investment? And this really hit home. My business partner, Mike Warren, Lori's husband, did a lot of studying and working with companies with ESG, environmental social governments, and just looking at, hey, what are the effects on these investments? And there were a lot of companies, we were shocked that weren't putting that into the equation. So along with the normal analysis that we would do on a project, we also overlay, hey, is this a climate resilient market? In other words, we can't predict the weather. We can't say that if you have a property in Orlando, Florida, let's say, as opposed to Daytona Beach, Florida, that Orlando's never going to get hurricane. Well, it might, and it has, I live there but it's not going to be the same as if you're on the coast. So there's a little difference there. So we stay definitely inland, which is what we would consider climate resilient. And we take into account, hey, how much of a risk is here? And this really started, Monique, when we found out companies like State Street Capital, BlackRock are actually incorporating this into their underwriting. So there's going to be a point in time where they're not only going to look at what these investors are buying or the sponsors are buying right in the moment, but they're also going to look at the rest of their portfolio. And if it is at risk or they feel like there's a climate risk, they may not underwrite. And it's affecting insurance as well because insurance companies are dropping homeowners if they're in markets where they feel there's too high of a risk. And we all know what happens when if several insurance companies drop out and it leaves only one or two there, what happens to the rates? You know, they're going to yeah. hike up or worse, this might not be able to be insured. And if it's not able to be insured, it's not going to be underwritten by any lender. So these are the kinds of things that we were looking at and nobody really had the answers to those questions. So we started to put together 
our business, our program, and we focus on climate resilient markets. What are some of the markets you're investing in? So we look at anything in non-coastal. So the markets that we've done and and continue to work in are the Atlanta, Georgia area, or anything really in Georgia, non-coastal, the Carolinas, Colorado Springs, even central Florida. So it would be more markets that are akin to that Boise, Idaho, think places like that. Okay. It was funny. If you looked at, I was joking with my kids, we were watching the weather channel and my son is just turned 13. He goes, that wouldn't be one of your markets, mommy. And he was looking at like, <laughs> you know, the Gulf of Mexico, <laughs> like, nope, that wouldn't be one of our markets. <laughs> There's a potential hurricane or tsunami. He goes, yeah, that makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah. And you see, it's interesting because we have these things happening and, you know, a lot of people are, are not, I'm shocked that they're not looking at it, but you know, when the, when people like BlackRock and State Street Capital are looking, you got to look. Yeah. You know, it's a good point. All right. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I'm going to ask my favorite question, which, because I think that we learn so much more when things don't go well. Oh yeah, for sure. So what would you say, what was your biggest mistake and what have you learned from it? Our biggest mistake, we were doing a larger commercial deal. We partnered in with people that we thought we vetted and we did to the best of our knowledge. And it just was not a good partnership. And I don't think they were bad people. I know that we weren't bad people, but what happens is when you've got people that are not as educated as they need to be, when intellect is low, emotion is high. And when emotion is high, mistakes are made. And so that's one big lesson that I learned was make sure you vet your potential business partners, um, anybody that you're really going in to business with, it's got to be a right fit. And sometimes it doesn't mean they're a bad person or it doesn't mean that their investment is even bad. It just means it may not be the investment for you to be involved in. So that's probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned from that because it was a project where my husband and I had to end up taking it over and we were very ignorant ourselves. So nothing like learning baptism by fire, right? I do not recommend it. (laughs) And I'd like to say, you know, we ended up okay. We did. I mean, we survived it, but there was a lot of things along the way that, wow, back up against the wall moments that I wouldn't wish on anybody. And it really came from not having enough knowledge when I was, you know, going into it. And so that's one of the big things I'm a big, big fan of is really getting educated. And at the same time, I'm also a big fan of taking action, but it's an educated action that is going to end up being your best friend is what I've learned. Hey, goddess, are you self-managing your properties? I want to tell you about Rent Ready. It's a really awesome property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone, collect rent online and get paid, find the perfect tenant with their screening and listing services, and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using Rent Ready's app too. They can pay rent using their cards, ACH, or cash, set up auto pay, get renter's insurance, and even build their credit score. What's awesome is that Rent Ready is unlimited and flat price. No tricks or hidden fees. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And Rent Ready has given us an amazing deal to pass on to our Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast listeners. You can get Rent Ready's annual plan for only $54 at rentready.com when you use our special code GODDESS. That's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com with code G-O-D-D-E-S-S. 
Go to rentready.com to get Rent Ready's annual plan for the special goddess price of only $54 flat fee. And thanks to Rent Ready for being our awesome sponsor. You need education for effective action. Wow. Absolutely. It's not just education, education, sit there. Kind of right. You, like, you go, you know, cause then you know a lot of things and, yeah. but you're never going to you know, know I always, everything. Anyway. Right. You're not getting a return on that. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting up here in your head Yeah, and, you know, not actually taking the benefit of knowing that. So yeah, I think that's probably the biggest lesson. And my husband and I are both very, so education coaching, it made a huge difference in everything that we've done yeah. for sure. Likewise. So flip side, what are you most proud of? Wow. Business-wise or? Yeah. Or just in general. Real estate investing. <laughs> in real estate investing. Yeah. Because the first thing I think of is our family, our kids. They're amazing. I mean, they're the best things I think we've, uh, we always say those were, that's our best investment right there. Our best <laughs> investment of our time and being able to be a part of their lives. But the best thing that we've done is real estate and passive income. And that's one of the reasons, again, I'm so passionate about what we do at PCRP because we help people have kind of an independent lifestyle because they can take their money and have their money work for them and create a residual income. And so I think the thing that I'm most proud of is that we did that for ourselves and now we get to do it for other people because it's meant so much to us to have those moments and those vacations and the opportunities that we've had and that we could give to our children, our family and bless a lot of people around us. So I think that's the thing I'm most proud of is, is creating it for other people. Yeah. I love that. As a syndicator too, I can. Right. It just, it's, it's like when you get to do what we do and you know that everyone you talk to, that this is going to make such a difference for them. And when you think about the pandemic and things that people went through during that time, I always said to my students, I've said to my children too, I said, we were all in the same storm, but we all didn't have the same vessel in that storm, right? Some people were in a a kayak. Some people were were on a luxury liner, right? And some people were holding onto a board and passive income really can make a difference. And because who could have predicted that? And passive income really made a a huge difference for our family during that time and and other people. No, and I think about, we were in 2008 versus this 2020. Uh-huh. 2008, I felt like maybe we were on a surfboard. Like, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, we had a little bit better board. It was, yeah, we it was had a, a designer rap. board. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we had a wrap, but it was pretty rough seas. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and then this time I feel like, okay, I'm in a nice boat here. You know, this is good, right? I, so I could do like, this for a while. You yeah, know, it's like, okay, I have like, you know, yeah. a boat with the roof. And <laughs> Not At least like, we're covered. Like, we're covered in this but it's a pretty good little boat. A pretty good, you know, houseboat. Yeah. That we're getting to. <laughs> getting to so, um, yeah, it definitely makes a difference. Having for sure. The for sure. That. I love that metaphor. And to what do you attribute your success? I've been really blessed with a gift to align with really good people and seek out the people that have made a very good impact in my life and have helped guide me in directions. And I don't know, some people might relate to this. You know, when you come from a family that all they know how to do is work for money, it's very interesting their views on when you tell them <laughs> you're doing this business and you're creating income passively for people 
And that just doesn't connect in their, in their brainwaves because they're so used to working for money. And when you start looking at things like retirement and you start looking at, well, what's happening to our, the value of our money and how long is that money going to last in retirement if it doesn't duplicate itself in a faster method, yeah. you start to get very educated financially. That too is a big, big, big attribute. I attribute a lot of that to my success is learning how money works um, and really studying that. Not because of, I mean, money is great, especially when you first start making a lot of money, it's wonderful and it's a necessary tool, but you realize really quickly that in and of itself, it's, it's a tool, that's it. It's not going to make you this or that or happy or whatever. You do that for you you guide that ship, right? But these are tools that can help us align with our principles and do what we want to do and, and own our time. That's really what, why we do it. But understanding it and what's happening allows us to make better investments. And I think that's getting a good financial education is big. So huge. I love that. Yep. You're actually the first person to give that answer, but I think it's so crucial. Well, and most of us are taught I recently did a TEDx talk on how to create crisis-proof finances. And the issue, I think, is that most people are taught, you know, you just, like you said, you trade your time for money, you get a job, and that's all they know. Like, as Warren Buffett says, if you don't learn how to make money while you sleep, you're going to work till you die. Exactly. And it's like, but we're not, you know, most, most people are not taught that, like how wealth works, how to build it, how to create, how to get your money working for you so that you can... You don't have to work for your money and yeah, you can it's, have that nice big boat. <laughs> exactly. Right. She's like, I'm so on the boat. This is awesome. I love that metaphor. <laughs> yeah. The Mediterranean cruise and while you're on the boat, that's a good one. <laughs> you know, I had somebody ask me one time, so do you not want your kids to do traditional education? Are you not going to want them to go to college? And I said, I don't mind if they go to college or don't go to college. I think it's a good idea. I mean, Education is good. However, I don't think college alone is necessarily going to be a path that gets them completely where they want to be. They may have a desire to, you know, be a musician, or maybe they, my daughter loves, always has loved dolphins and marine life. And we didn't know if she's going to be a marine biologist or if she just wants to go swim with the dolphins, right? But if she understands how money works, she can make whatever that career is that she wants to have work for her and do what she loves and not necessarily have to do it for the particular paycheck that she's going to get. Or well, same thing with my son right now, he's into sports of, for him, if you ask him, he's going to be a football player, you know, and that's it. Cause that's his game and he loves it. And it's wonderful. And if, if that's what he wants to do, you know, then, then he can do that and not have to depend on, although NFL, I'm sure they get big checks, but NFL stands for not for long anyway, at least on the football side. I know. I told him, I said, NFL stands for not for long. I know too many (laughs) professional football players that have gotten hurt and it's like, you've got a short career span, but you can do that and have some passive income and live life the way you want to live. So I think all education is good. Yeah. Well, they say with a Jim Rohn, formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. Yeah. (laughs) I think that that's a good one. That that's. Um, you know, and I, I was like with my kids, one of one went to college, the other one, he was, she, he's a musician. Yep. He, he got internship. He's a producer. He, he won a Grammy. <laughs> so he didn't, That's he amazing. Never, he didn't go to college, but right. for him, he, he just, he learned, he started working with the best in the business and, and that's, works. How, yeah. 
and right. You align. College is there. Should he choose to ever go back and do that? It's not going anywhere, but exactly. wasn't necessary. No, not always. Not always. I think a lot of kids are pushed. I know I was to do that. And, and sometimes you feel like you're, you're going through the motions of things. I remember feeling like I'm doing the right thing, but it just didn't feel a hundred percent me. Yeah. Right. So this does. Yeah. I'm so happy. I'm grateful. I found real estate. (laughs) Me too. Uh, Me too. So what advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out in this field? I would definitely connect with other like-minded women. That's probably the biggest thing that I've noticed is the women that I spend time with, the women that I'm connected to, we all have very similar mindsets and we're at different places sometimes in the path of life and in the path of business. But I find that when we have an environment that is going in the direction that we want to go in, it's almost like getting caught up in a, a tide or a current going that way. And it can really put some, some momentum under you. So align with the right people and distance yourself respectfully from people that are not serving that higher purpose that you want to achieve, because there are a lot of naysayers and There's all kinds of euphemisms and stories and and comments we can say about that. But I've always tended to find the biggest treasure chest is, is my community. I had a coach tell me environment is stronger than willpower. And so whatever environment you insert yourself in, that's going to determine where you go because the people around you have that much, like it or not, they have that much of an influence around what you do. So you'll either cave to the community or you'll exit the community, right? Either way. But if you're around people that are doing things like that you want to do, it's such a boost and it really helps you focus and get committed to your path. And you'll have a lot of cheerleaders on the way, which is always good. Yeah. I love that. Environment is better than one Yeah. That's why I created the Real Estate Investor Asses community. It's like have this like community of like-minded women that are badass. They're doing things. And exactly. And yeah, that's what my guys would say. Like, that's what makes the biggest difference is just being around like supportive, amazing women. And somebody in the group probably will have hit up on the same block that maybe as you start, because you will, you'll hit things on your path. But I've always told people that especially women, you know, whatever path we choose, like there's really no such thing as the path of least resistance, right? There's always going to be obstacles, no matter which path we choose. And if I'm on a path that I want to be on, I find I'm happier. I'm going to have to deal with that obstacle, no matter what path I'm on. I'd rather be on the path I want to be on yeah. because, you know, I'm probably deal with it, hopefully with a little more grace, you know, and movement through it because my desire to get to the other side is there versus, being on a path you don't want to be on and and having it, it can feel so much heavier. So follow your heart and choose what you want to do and what aligns with you. I'm a big one about alignment and alignment of energy and putting yourself in the place where you can actually feel that this is where you're supposed to be. Have you ever done that when you've been with a group of your people? I call them our tribe, our people. You can, it's a vibration. The energy is, you can't explain it unless you're in it, right? You're like, it's magical. And it is that magic that moves us. It really is. Love that. Two more quick questions before we get to our famed end of show Trinity. What do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know? I definitely allowed too much fear to get in my way sometimes. I was definitely a go-getter, but sometimes I would get into that analysis by paralysis, right? Type thing. Mm -hmm. Paralysis by analysis. 
my husband was definitely that person. But if I could go back in time and do it different, the only thing I would do different is get in sooner and buy more. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Right there. Simple. Yeah, totally. And now is a good time because I remember 2008 and 2008 for my husband and I was definitely a better experience than maybe if we had been working in corporate, what we would have had, you know, we had some, our properties had lost values. Everybody's had, but we still had passive income and that made a, a difference for, for us at that time. And I just think that when I look back at that time and I look back at 2020 and, and what happened, I would just, I was like, thank God for real estate. You know, this is amazing. It's definitely a game changer for sure. So I wish I would have started sooner and I wish I would have bought more. Amen. (laughs) Anybody who's listening, that's like, oh, I wish I could have bought sooner. Can we rewind? Right. Can we just go back? Right. Can we just have the flux capacitor from back to the a few minutes? But it's like plant, they say like real investment in real estate, like planting a tree. When was the best time ago? When was the best time? 20 years ago. When's the right. best time today? Like right now. It's true. So yeah, yeah you, you can't, yeah, it would be great if we could all go back. To I know. And I buy know. then, but you can buy now. And then in 20 years, people will be like, gosh, I wish I'd. <laughs> I always <laughs> I so I tell you, right? get involved and now. now. Like, so the best time to do anything you want to do is when you want to do it. Cause if you put it off, it's not going to happen. Right. And yeah. I know I'm the queen of like, I'm going to clean that closet at some point, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, then a month later, it's like, oh yeah, I was going to do that. Right. Oh, that's all there. Yeah. <laughs> so what is the best way for people to reach you and find out more about what you do? Anyone that is listening, that's an accredited investor that is looking to get some advice on syndications, or you want some more knowledge about what we do and, and how we invest, you can go ahead to our website, pcrpgroup.com on there. And you can actually, I think get a link to my Calendly, or you can email me directly, dina at pcrpgroup.com. And I can send you a link to my Calendly and we can chat. I can set aside some time. And it's one of my favorite things to do is it's why I'm in charge of investor relations, because I love to help people grow to their next level of greatness and, and help be an instrument for them. And be a vessel because somebody did it for me. And it's really meant the world to my family and myself. I always say this has changed my family's financial DNA forever. Mm, I love it. All right. So now it's time for our famed end of show Trinity, which is a brag, a gratitude and a desire. So what is one thing you're celebrating right now? What is your brag? My brag? Oh my gosh. Well, my brag is... I lost 10 pounds. So I was very happy about that. That's my brag. And it just, well you know, bragged. <laughs> today because that's always been the battle of the bulge has always been my thing. So I'm breaking through that with some coaching and some help and good, solid people around me for that as well. So see, it works in all realms. Well bragged, especially at this time of the year when a lot of people's weights are going right yes. in the opposite direction. <laughs> that's why I started now. I was like, you okay. know what? I can make this, yeah, I can make this go one way or the other. So. And what is one thing you're grateful for? Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful, obviously for my family and my supportive husband, but all the mentors that I've had, the people that have really shaped who I am today, men and women that I've gotten the honor to work with and and be with. Um, so grateful for them and being a part of this, this business, this industry, for sure. And there've been many. Mm, beautiful. 
And last but not least, what is one thing you desire? Well, in today's tumultuous times, I think that one of my big desires is to see more peace in the world amongst people and more togetherness. We're so much more powerful when we are connected and together. There's such a divide with people these days and it's right or wrong, left or right, black or white. There's no room for gray in there. And I think that would be a huge blessing, especially since those of us that have children, getting them to be a part of a world like that, I think would be make everybody be proud and have it be a better place for all of us. Mm. Well, so shall your desire be or so much better than you can imagine. Yes. Thank you. So thank you for this awesome conversation. Yeah, this was so amazing and fun. Yeah. That synergy. It's that like-minded people, right? Yes. (laughs) So y'all, if you want to connect with Dina, you can find her at pcrpgroup.com. You can email Dina at pcrpgroup.com. Connect with me at reigoddesses.com. There you can find out about our investor club and our passive investing opportunities, our get into our community of like-minded goddesses, our mentorship groups and coaching, um, education. So all of that is at reigoddesses.com. And definitely don't forget to subscribe and like and Give five-star reviews. Join all those things. All the things. things. (laughs) And join us next time for another Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast interview. Bye-bye. You have just listened to another episode of Real Estate Investor Goddesses, a show dedicated to sharing stories of women creating real wealth through real estate. If you found value on what you just heard, feel free to share with your friends. Visit us at reigoddesses.com to learn more about our programs and live events, as well as to access other resources. Until next time.